the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. Live in Chicago studios. I only had time for one shower after I left O'Hare, so I'm feeling about 80%. However, it's good enough. Because we're going to talk about something that not a lot of shows are going to talk about. I know everybody wants to talk about Herschel Walker. Everybody wants to talk about uh, Joe Biden's publicity stunt to go to uh, uh, Florida. I guarantee you he's not going to go to seed to table which is the grocery store, restaurant, entertainment center I go to, because in the urinals in Naples, Florida, uh, the urinal cakes are made up of Joe Biden's face. He's not welcome in Naples, Florida. Stay out of there. Stay out of there. You just bring down property values. We're not looking for your handout. Go somewhere else, because that's all this is. Now you're going to go four days, five days, six days after. For what? What are you going to go for? For publicity. A stunt has nothing to do. And then you could justify bailing out the insurance companies who are looking to not pay out on policies they've been reaping premiums from for the last 25 years. I know how the game works, Joe. You're not fooling anybody except the Democrats who can be fooled with a tissue paper and a crayon, morons that they are. So everybody's asking me, why is the market up 845 points and this must be a turnaround? We're not in a recession anymore. And apparently no one knows that the U.N. today, the U.N., The United Nations, which is where you can have collectivism of the most corrupt countries all in one place. They had a mandate, a declaration. They demand all central banks stop rate hikes immediately and switch to price controls and accommodating with economic liquidity, which means that's that's swindler talk for they're pumping it back up again, baby. And they're going to do it united this time. So they're going to use their failure once again to be an advantage to those very few, those Fabians in charge of everything, those oligarchs. And they're going to take all the little countries that were already corrupted and they're going to turn it into one of those tables in New York where you can have meetings and guys could sit around and smoke cigars. Not the good ones that I smoke, but the cheap ones and act like regular businessmen who did something rather than what they really are. Two-bit gangsters. And that's why the market is up 835 points. There's no reason in the world other than massive, massive monetary corruption. And that's why you're going to talk about Joe Biden going to see the damage of the hurricane and not the reality that by every measure, this country has passed $31 trillion in debt, which means the interest alone is now officially over $1 trillion a year. Who makes the money? Oh, I don't know. Something tells me it's the same guys that are demanding we do it all over again. That took us from an aggravating $8 trillion 
when George W. Bush had to break the rules of capitalism to save it and forever destroy the economic prosperity of this nation. Because it doubled down on stupid, which is what Barack Obama's name translates to. And then we have his political who are in charge. Now, who doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July or why his socks are wet, even if he follows the trail all the way up. He still can't figure it out. For instance, do you remember what everyone said when he said, I'm going to tap their strategic oil reserve and we are going to give a million barrels a day, which he didn't mean give. We're going to give away the people's money again. And I'll play a little arbitrage with China who bribed me after I was done kissing Barack Obama's ass. And it'll work out great. Well, has it worked out great? Does anybody know what um, what a gallon of gas costs in California? You know, Squirrel? It's a staggering $8 and change, brother. Throughout the West, gas prices are surging. It is the worst spike in years. Look at this. Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Alaska, Arizona, all seeing gains of 30 cents a gallon in just a few days. But it's the people of California who are taking the biggest hit. Regular averages in California, 6.41, and that's up over 50 cents a gallon, again, in just a few days. For a state with the highest poverty rate in the country and the widest inequality income gap, this is bad news. When they give you the gas, they give you the cheapest one. The uh, premium, which is what the, the rich people in California have to pump, $8. And 14 cents a gallon. And Governor Newsom wants to be president? Despite what President Biden says, this is all about supply and demand and green politics. California demands specially blended gas. And three of the refiners that produce it are having production issues. They can't supply the gas that Uber Green California demands. Here's another problem. OPEC is considering cutting oil production by 2 million barrels a day. Early reports were that it was 1 million. Now they're talking maybe 2 million. What an embarrassment for the president. It's not an embarrassment. It's just more evidence that the Democrat Party has no idea what the word strategic means. None at all. They have no plan or it's even more diabolical. And their plan is to destroy the private wealth of this country so that citizens have to turn into the Europeans who are too helpless, too powerless to even understand what their oligarch masters just did to the world today by demanding that they are going to get richer while everyone else gets poorer. It seems to be kind of a philosophy that is now taking effect here in America. For instance, everyone of us who are not on welfare, we're worried about all of our bills, in particular our energy bills. How many knew that today the government has another little bribery for the welfare roaches? Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to be discussing all things heating assistance. Now guys, we already have surpassed the first day of fall, but there's so many programs that offer winter heating assistance. And I mean, this can help you with costs anywhere from a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars. Now, oh, some God. of these allow you to receive a grant for your utilities. Usually this compensation is sent directly to your light company, giving you credit for the season. But now Joe Biden's in office. So rather than send it to the oligarch run energy sector and the the company gets the money guess who's going to get the money squirrel can you guess i bet you can however right some states allow the money to appear on an ebt card where you can cash this money out or even your 
or even go to a video game slot machine owned by an Illinois Republican, his wife, of course, the bag lady, and you can take your EBT money that was meant for your utility bills, and you can blow it on a chance to really get rich and buy yourself that carton of Marlboro's. Given the money directly or deposited into your bank account. So if you want to know how you can receive this heating assistance, my darling, you already know what to do. Stay tuned. Your girl's got you covered. Now, if this is your first time tuning into my channel. I love this girl's channel. I love it. Shalay. I mean, listen, she's got I tell you, she's got it down. Hi, hello, hey friends. My name is Shalay, and here on this channel we discuss shopping, saving, and everything in between. I would love to have you a part of my internet family. Yeah, why not join up? Because you know what? How high this this little shut up and vote Democrat goes to to help you with your utility bills? Thirteen hundred dollars last month on the fifteenth. Another emergency allotment of thirteen hundred dollars. Now, the reason I I play this and the reason you must know about it, the the aggravation that you and I, as honest, hardworking people, feel is not felt by the Democrat mafia base. The willful slave to the corruption. They're in on this scam. And to them, there is no such thing as, as a recession. No recession. You got 1500 $1,300 last month. You get 1300 this month. And by the way, that's only for your utility bill. They're not done. Hey, guys. It's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to be discussing the emergency allotment for the month of October. Yeah, that was yesterday. So yesterday they get an emergency allotment. Today they get an emergency utility energy bill allotment. And what do you get? Got on ghoul. You get stuck with the tab. Just like the $31 trillion, trillion dollars in interest. Where's the money go? I don't know. What's going on? I see the propaganda. Ukraine is surge. The soldiers are overtaking. Russians are running. Nobody wants to talk about Nord Stream. I know what I... Let's talk about the Baltic pipe. Do you know what the Baltic pipe is? Oh, it was the intention of this whole propaganda war. You know, where we're funding it, we're fighting it, and we pretend it's the, it's the Ukrainian Nazis, only they're the good guys this time. No, no, no. It's always about the money, honey. In a move that Europe hopes will ease its energy crisis... Leaders have inaugurated a new pipeline delivering gas from Norway to Poland. The Polish Prime Minister was joined by counterparts from Denmark and Norway. Why is that important, Squirrel? You know, as a, as a Norwegian, although all the good Norwegians, all the, all the strong Vikings, we left. Um, because Norway, the country, owns the oil. So Norway, the country, makes the money. So this is why governments lie to the people, propagandize the people, and corrupt and start wars so that profits can be made. Because it's not companies. Not that there are many private companies left anymore in the oil business. It's governments. And this is like risk. Only this time it's played by political whores who wet themselves. As well as EU representatives. It comes at a convenient time as Europe is trying desperately. You know, it's amazing. Timing squirrel is everything. Especially when it comes to investing in money. Timing is everything. Now, in order for it to be a perfect time, we just had to kill we don't know how many people. You know, and we'll pretend that they're bad and the other guys are good and this guy is good and our money is good and this is virtuous. But is it? ...to find new energy sources and after Denmark and Sweden's discovery of a massive leak on the Nord Stream pipeline. Massive leak in the Nord Stream pipeline. Oh, this, oh, oh, I got it. This is because, what did, what did KJP say? Because they're weaponizing pollution. So the billions of dollars they spent building it, they decided it's not good enough to just shut off the oil and natural gas. Let's blow it up. 
Who did that? The Russians, those Ruskies. Today we are entering a new era, an era of energy sovereignty, of energy freedom, and of enhanced security. I like how we, we call it freedom as you corrupt the entire supply of all energy to just governments now. This is the new freedom. It's like the UN. It's, it's good when the governments are in charge of all of the money. What could go wrong? Joe Biden will get richer. I think crack will go down because now his son can make it real. Cosmopolitan. After all, you can be an artist. One of energy security and also security in the broader sense of the word. This completion comes at a time of Russia's brutal war against Ukraine and Russia's manipulation of gas supplies to destabilize our energy market and our economies. So today, we in Europe together are sending a powerful message. Whatever happened when Tulsi Gabbard, along with the the State Department representative, discussed the 27 biolabs that were in Ukraine? Whatever happened to those biolabs? Did they secure the biolabs or did they go the way of the the uh, nuclear power stations. Message that Russia will not succeed. The project, which has been completed ahead of time. Did Saudi Arabia succeed? Because, you know, for the longest time, oil wasn't above like 60 bucks a barrel. And it was below 40. Saudi Arabia seems to have succeeded, right? Because what else happens when the market goes up 835 points? It seems to be the last two days, oil has gone up, what, about $11 a barrel? Huh. Boy, it's timing. This is an opportune time to be an inbred Saudi royal pretend blue blood filthy animal. It's an extension of an existing pipeline that will benefit mainly Poland, but also neighbors. Although I hear traffic is good in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. States. Polish gas company PGNIG said in a statement the pipeline could deliver 6.5 billion cubic meters of gas in 2023. That's convenient. And just like that, Norway, Poland, America, this seems to be well-invested money. I don't mean that our money to fight and murder people, we have no idea who they are. I'm talking about the money by the Ukrainian oligarchs to bribe Joe Biden. That seems to be good money. Stick that crack smoker. Do you have a company, Squirrel? Maybe we could put this crack-smoking degenerate son of the president now on the board. We could pretend he has a job or he knows how to do anything other than not set his face on fire when he's smoking a little crack. Nice try, Sean. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I'll tell you, nice day in Illinois today. If only it wasn't a Democrat mafia-run sewer. $8.5 billion in O'Hare. There's not a straight board or a well-hung urinal. Although I prefer the urinals in uh, Naples. After all, the urinal cake is Joe Biden's face. Um, With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border. Sound great, Ukraine. Joe. Like a man. Uh, again, then uh, 
There will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But, do, but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we'll blow it up. We'll blow it up the whole time, making things worse for our own citizens, pretending that there's a climate change problem and pollution is the issue. We'll blow it up and we'll pollute the oceans because after all. The floor of the ocean lets out trillions of barrels of oil anyway. It's, I mean, it's not really going to do anything. But I still can't get over the weakness in his voice. Has they, have they tried, instead of the Botox in his face, which is becoming really grotesque to look at, have they tried shooting it into the testicle fortitude? That might straighten things out. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Thank you, CIA. Where was Mark Vargas? All right, let's go to the phones. Don Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I was in Paris last week. and uh, How was the desserts? They, was, oh, man, it's everything phenomenal. you put in your mouth is phenomenal. It's, yeah. it's, they take a lot of pride in what they make. I know, had an really, uncle in World War II said the same thing, only he wasn't talking about desserts. Go ahead. <laughs> I, well, I was with my wife. So uh, I, uh, they uh, turned the Eiffel Tower off at quarter to midnight now instead of leaving it on all night because they're trying to save electricity. So, you know, European... Welcome to your future. To... I'm sorry? Welcome to our future. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, here's this beautiful monument that is, is the most viewed uh, thing in the world, the most attended thing in the world, and they turn it off at quarter to midnight, and uh, they see what's coming. It's going to be a cold winter in Europe, oh. and they're hosting the Olympics in 24. But this way, Norway, Poland... America, they're going to make a killing. After all, look at what they've done to the price of energy. It's quintupled. Kind of like health care. Oh, I wonder if Barack Obama, we could call it the Affordable Energy Care Act. Oh, I like that. Let's workshop that. Thank you very much, Don. It's working out beautifully. If only we were in on that scam. Paul, New Lennox. Hi, uh, Sean. Hi. Uh, just call me Mr. Nobody because I don't want anybody knowing what I'm saying when I say this. But, uh, did you ever, by the way, did you ever see up. that documentary? Doctor what? The documentary, Mister Nobody. Yes, I did. It was very good. Right, very good. All right, go so ahead. Listen, and then I've got those talents. Anyway, what I want to say, just I just looked at the flight path of a P eight from the Navy. You know, refuel over Europe and then uh, make the you know make the bombing run over the Baltic, uh-huh. and uh, it's very very unnerving. But this is why they did it. You know, when Paul, are you sure it's not it's not going to be a, a Top Gun three? Because I just saw Top Gun Two no, on the plane, fantastic no, movie. I almost joined. Not. I almost joined listen, today. Listen, Sean, I know it's going to be because of the petrodollar. Okay, we screwed Germany just now by blowing it up. Okay, uh-huh. because anybody who's going to go and buy Russia gas and whatever, they're going to get rid of the petrodollar. So, guess what? What happens with that? Hyperinflation in America. Yeah. So that's why they blew it up. The United States blew it up. The evidence is out there, and it's like it's really going to hit the fan. Look at it I this way, Paul. We're still better off than if we were Ukrainian farmers. Thank you very much for the call. Don't think. Whatever you do, don't think. Oh, you know what? When, when it comes time to not thinking, let's go to, let's go to my girl for not thinking. I, love, I like the way she doesn't think. Um, when the president went to Saudi Arabia, he said, I'm doing all I can to increase the supply for the United States of America, which I expect to happen. What happened? Wrong. So let's, I want to be very clear. Uh-huh. Um, be clear. And we have said that. You know, his trip to trip to the Middle East uh-huh. uh, was not 
about oil. It was about oh. America's position in the Middle East huh? and co consultation with 12 leaders from across the region All on right. a range of issues similar to his summits in Asia uh, or the Americas, and later this year with African leaders. The president's trip was crucial. It was critical uh, to U.S. national security, a more peaceful, integrated region, and for global security. And there were plenty of examples that we laid out to all of you as of why this trip was so important. Uh, but aside from that... Brilliant! There's 27 seconds you're never going to get back. The president took action, as I just mentioned. Took action? I think he went there for surgery. I think he went there. He got a little Botox in the forehead. He had some more plugs laid out like cornfields. I think that's what he was there. At least that would have accomplished something, you dimwit. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest of the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Eco Health Alliance just got a new grant from NIH. God, I tell you. This, this, this level of open and notorious corruption, it's insane. So when I point out these issues, I'm, I'm curious, does it matter to anybody anymore? Or are you just used to being a slave? Does it not matter that the governments are now colluding with each other to destroy, and you citizens in all of these countries are just fodder, useful idiots, I mean, nobody gives a rip about these people that were killed in Ukraine. Nobody even cared for the last seven years. Nobody cared. 14,000 that we know confirmed. A lot of stuff was going on. Does anybody care? Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ukraine is in an active... Tulsi, what's the big deal? Peter Desek... And Eco Health Alliance just got another grant. Come on, what's the big deal? Does anybody care? Nobody cares. I mean, I'm curious to know. I've got a lot of clips of this imbecile in Pennsylvania, the one who had a stroke, was Fetterman. He's six foot four, a stupid, all inked up, thinks he's a hell's angel, never had a fracking job. He was dumb before the stroke. Now he just blends in with the rest of the Democrats. Do they even care about any of this? Funny thing is, Tulsi was a Democrat war zone with widespread bombing, artillery and shelling. And these facilities, even in the best of circumstances, could easily be compromised and release these deadly pathogens. Well, isn't that what the whole argument started over? Biolabs, expansion of NATO. Does it matter why it started now? I, 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 I don't think it does. And a further 7.7 billion cubic meters the following year. Huh. That's more than Nord Stream 1. Russia has accused the United States of plugging millions of dollars into funding biolabs in Ukraine, all of which were possibly involved in trying to produce biological weapons. Nah, don't worry about that. Did you hear that Herschel Walker might have paid for some girl to have an abortion? Yeah, it's true. And that little gossip story has the attention of the nation and not the new uh, Baltic pipeline. No, no. Not the evidence that we all have. Not the fact that we have a dimwit. A dimwit, a dementia patient ourselves. Not running for some senator seat in Pennsylvania, which by the looks of Pennsylvania, you're used to voting for Democrats, but running the entire country. Let's hear from this dimwit. I have to ensure that when the next hurricane strikes, Puerto Rico is ready. Today, I'm announcing 
more than $60 million in funding to help coastal areas in Puerto Rico. Oh, $60 million. That's Rahm Emanuel's house. Jill and I... Or not Rahm Emanuel. Who's the other one? Louis Gutierrez, my ex-congressman who didn't like paying taxes in Chicago. He moved to the coastline in Puerto Rico in a $3.5 million mansion four years ago. I think it's probably worth $8 million now. Jill and I are... Uh... Are, uh, we're anxious to be here. You know, we, uh, I come from a little state, the little state of Delaware. It's not like the congresswoman from New York. She comes from a big state. But we have a very, in relative terms, large Puerto Rican population in Delaware. Relative. Do, you know, um, do you know what Joe Biden's neighborhood is in Delaware? It's called Green Ridge. Green Ridge is a high-end neighborhood. Back in the 50s and 60s, it was even more exclusive. In fact, when Joe Biden grew up, little statistic, 97.61% white. In fact, all of Delaware, do you know how many Latinos were in Delaware in, from 1955 to 1965? You know how many? 720 in the whole state. But that's all right. Joe Biden's Puerto Rican now. To our population. We have the eighth largest black population in the country, and between... All minorities, we have 20% of our state. Just keep saying numbers. Just keep saying numbers. I'll tell you, next thing you know, they'll be putting size 8 on size 16 dresses and no one will care. Except when you're on an airplane. You have to sit next to these fatties every once in a while. It's very uncomfortable. Is minority. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. Poor- yeah. One of the 721 was his servant. And she would have salsa night. And that's how he was raised by a Puerto Rican. Kind of like Nancy Pelosi. Did I send that clip of Nancy Pelosi? Where she's talking about the immigrants picking? Yeah. That's Critically. Good. There you go. How much of that can you get? Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, I mean, you got most of it out. Craig and Mount Greenwood, you, you're playing cards? Hey, dude, thanks for taking my call, man. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to hold you. That's all right. What do you got? You got, you got a pair of jacks? What do you got there? Ducks. What do you oh, got? No, working, on a, working on a boiler here. Oh, okay. me, and a, me and a buddy of mine. Hey, I got him tuned in your station, man. He ain't going to be able to leave this. Stay away from it. Very now. good. Yeah, and he's going to be bailing out of the union too. Go ahead. Hey, so um, you know, you were talking about the uh, stock market and that, and I'm going to tell you something. I got a, a different little take on that. All right. You know, all these all these politicians who are a hundred percent both sides, Democrats, Republicans, voting. In, all this war, voting and all this stuff, and all these companies that have to do with everything that makes arms and military stuff and all kinds of other, you know, uh, supportive stuff. There's all kinds of businesses. It's all booming because of the war, they're, and they're all filling their pockets because they're all getting uh, back, uh, there's there's you know, there's that aspect. But th- these guys don't think small ball. That's small ball now because what they have, their solution to everything isn't just the war machine. Their solution is the alternative energy machine, which the same companies that they they uh, assault verbally during the day, they're the ones that own the alternative energy companies. They're the ones who own the lobbyists, who kick back the profit to these political whores. That's what keeps the scam going. And it will not be long before the, what the U.N. declared today will happen here as it happens in Europe. And their solution isn't more of what made America rich and you rich and your family rich. It's not more freedom. It's not more capitalism. It's something called price controls. See, that's in the UN's article of we're going to start to pump pump money again. We're going to lower rates. And by the way, we're going to price control. 
So what this guarantees is not a recession, and we can argue with dimwits like KJP or people who've never had a job like Joe, Joe Biden or, or any of these idiots. What, what, what this will do is a depression, not a recession. And it's the dumbest thing ever. And you know how we know that, Craig? Because history has proved it for the last, eh, I don't know, 1,000 years. Thank you very much for calling the show. So let's not think small ball anymore. Those talking points of the military, yeah, you're right. Military industrial complex and, you know, billions and billions and billions. But now they got it all. The energy sector, banking sector, healthcare. What the hell is healthcare? Every time they touch it, we lose 50% of something. Not to mention your rates go up. And before you know it, you're begging your master for just a little help. You see how you can easily transition, not from a man to a pregnant woman, that can never happen, but from a free man to a slave. That's how it happens. Keep voting Democrat. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice pull, kid. Nice pull. Nancy Pelosi was on The Late Show last night. I didn't even know The Late Show still existed. That's with uh, Colbert. Stephen Colbert, who's, who, who got the job because he was making fun of Bill O'Reilly. Stephen Colbert, who is not only from a, uh, a family of, of lifelong Democrat donors, but his sister is a high up, uh, I believe, in the Obama administration. And um, Nancy Pelosi appears to still be alive. And a real tribute to President Biden. He has been a great president. He has accomplished, we're working together, accomplished so much. And, and that is beginning to have some appreciation in the public in terms of his leadership. Not since George Costanza and Vandalay Industries has a lie been sold with such conviction. See, it's not a lie, squirrel, if you really believe it. And then every once in a while, Nancy, because she's old and her dentures may be loose, will slip. And she'll tell the truth of what she really thinks as the inside trading oligarch racist pig that both her and her drunk husband are. We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida some of the farmers and the growers. I, I, I said her teeth are tight, but they sound loose. Did you hear that? You hear the teeth slopping around in her mouth? Sounds like Kamala Harris on a date with Willie Brown. We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants <laughs> up north? We need them. To pick the crops down here. Uh, that's not true. But only somebody like Nancy Pelosi would uh, think that. And the other thing is that I like is that that didn't really offend one of these rat Democrats. Not one. They love it. They love it. They love the lie. And that's why they're so good at telling them. Is there any scenario under which you would concede that you lost publicly in 2018? In 2018, on the day I made that speech, if you played the beginning of the speech, I acknowledged that I was not the governor, that Brian Kemp won the election. What I said is that the process I bet you denied $50 access she didn't say that. to too many voters. I bet you and my 50 to your $2. Dollars. You 3,000 voters who made their voices the heard by a, f- a trial and a process that was the first full-length trial held on voting rights in more than a decade in the state of Georgia. And I have never denied the outcome. I've always questioned the process and Looks the access. Now, and huh? I think it's dangerous and disingenuous mm. to conflate concerns about access, concerns about outcome. And I do have one 
very affirmative statement to make. We won. But I didn't lose. I got the votes. But we won't Wrong. know exactly how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. We were robbed of an election. She's using the word rigged, using the word steal. Do you think it's dangerous going into 2020? I, I don't because we can actually back it up. And so in response to what I believe. All right, squirrel, you can owe me. Stop whining about $2. Little girl. George Mount Greenwood. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Great, great. Uh, you know, I'm the furthest thing from a conspiracy nut, but I, I, I really think that Bailey uh, is tanking this election. I got to ask, before the primaries, you saw nonstop commercials uh, with Bailey against Irving. Once he won the primary, where are the commercials? Where are oh, the advertisements? Still, the commercials are getting them in trouble. I mean, you saw that they ran the commercial on Sunday. Uh, the fact it was it was a commercial it was a news story of the woman being robbed by about what I could calculate as about one hundred fourteen thousand dollars a year in uh, CPS tuition, uh, and and it looked to me like uh, they were, they were getting traction, but it also looks like the media has been the one to conspire to uh, reject a lot of the the advertising dollars from Bailey. So I'm not quite sure. I don't have the inside story because I have been trapped by Hurricane Ian for a while, but I will get to you and get back to you. But here's another thing I want to say to you. Sure. This idea that it, it, it happened really after the the 60s, after Kennedy and after Martin Luther King, and you started to hear this term conspiracy theorist, and it was used as an insult, as a derogatory comment to people who were pointing out some inconvenient facts. I reject that entire term because I'm going to tell you another thing, George. I don't know what you do for a living, but when you were young and you were laying out your life, did you not conspire to be successful? Of course you did. Oh, of course. Right. Yes. Of course you do. So this idea that we allow this phrase to discount clear evidence, like, for instance, what I started the show with, the clear and present obvious evidence that America benefited from blowing up Nord Stream 1 and 2, it appears to be motive. It also appears that when Norway is supplying the company along with America, along with Poland, with their new Baltic pipeline, they too would benefit. Russia didn't benefit from the blown up pipeline. No, well, of course not. It didn't so take now, a Colombo to figure that one out. But, but now if you talk to a roach rat welfare Democrat scumbag who believes Joe Biden can get out of a room without an exit sign, they'll call you a conspiracy theorist. You see? Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But you know what? I, I look at Washington. I look at some of these other blue states, and the races are tightening. And, I, and, and I, again, I see nothing, nothing with yeah. Bailey. It, I, this is uh, ridiculous. And this is such a winnable election. Oh, I don't think so. Not in this sewer. You got Jiminy Cricket. She'll win again. You got peanut head Kim Fox. She won. You've got uh, Tom Dart in the middle of a lawsuit. He'll win. You got it. These Democrats scum. The people love it because in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They have the mindset of a slave. In fact, it was just voted number one best city. I guess Allstate didn't get to chime in or any of the car insurance companies or any of the hospital people who got stiffed from the people <laughs> getting shot. Thank you, George. You got to start uh, just drop 70 IQ points, turn yourself into a willful ignoramus and wait for a welfare check and you'll start to think like them. Thank you very much. Ta-da! How much time I got? 30 seconds. Al and Wadsworth, you got 20. All right, you blew 10. Eduardo Midway, you got 15. Okay, we should not be uh, getting these taxes after the election. This is why we need to separate the uh, taxes that go to schools. Oh, this you're talking about the not getting the Cook County taxes so, so people will vote for Democrats because right. they don't realize how much they screwed right. them? Yeah. Eh, it's Chicago. They like it. It's Cook County. 
You think they have scruples? Take a look at Grady, the president of Cook County. Come on. Scruples, Grady. Did you ever see her? That's six foot four, a stupid. Can you imagine? That's a woman. I think that was the start of the transgender thing. I'll be back. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Good news! Florida Coast has electricity again. Ron Johnson, how many, I, I mean, um, Ron DeSantis, how many uh, days was it down? Squirrel, it happened Wednesday, so you got Thursday, all right, all right, all right, all right. five days, everything's back up. Whew. Got nervous there. I heard that uh, Ron DeSantis said, boy, it was a terrible storm, made the Florida coast start to look like California. In the meantime, how's Illinois look? Not too good. Not too good. It could all change. Of course, it would have to have a character change of the people. The good news, it can start very quickly, especially if you're paying attention. My next guest is trying to change it. His name is Chris Dargis. He's a Republican running for Congress in the 8th District, which I believe he's running against Raja. You remember Raja. Raja is Barack Obama's guy, little lapdog. And since he was elected, the national debt has almost doubled in six years. Ah, what do you expect? They're Democrats. My next guest is Chris Dargis. He's a successful businessman, a retired naval officer, husband for 27 years, father of three. He believes in values, education, hard work, all qualifications. When not in a Democrat state. Let's see how he's doing. Chris, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing today, Sean? Very good. I'm reading your letter. And, of course, it makes perfect sense. The letter that your campaign wrote where you're asking to know, how, how did you miss 183 votes? 183 votes, including 19 that he said, I can't go. I, if there's an ongoing pandemic, I can't leave my house. My name's Raja. All well, you were clearly able to make time for interviews on cable stations and networks. Hmm. Yeah, well, they always have time for self-promotion. They're shameless. How did he vote on the uh, 87,000 IRS agents? It's an election year, so did he come up with a creative way to skip it, knowing it would pass? Well, he certainly put his name on it. Uh, he did have someone else vote for him. I think he had a uh, an interview with MSNBC that day, so he might have been a little busy. But, uh, no, he got his vote in, and he voted to double the size of the IRS and extract uh, $20 billion from the poor and the middle class to pay for these uh, the reckless spending that the Democrats have been pushing for the last two years. Now, the 8th District has a very Tony side, doesn't it? I mean, there's some there's some Mercedes Marxists up there with those dollhouse third trophy wives. How are they nervous about the IRS agents, or do they know with the wink-wink like Chicago clout the fix is in? And the IRS agents aren't going to audit Democrats. I mean, after all, they're an army of enforcers for the corrupt Democrat-run government. So... Do you think that's why he still has the support of his people? Well, the 8th District is actually a very, uh, very pragmatic district, and it's very middle class. There, there's two-thirds of the district doesn't have a college degree. Uh, One-third does. There's some better-off areas and less well-off areas, but this is a community that is you know, committed to education. They're committed to the American dream, and, and they're looking at people. And I don't think anybody, whether they're uh, you know, better-off or less well-off, is happy with what's happening in this country right now. Everybody is being impacted by inflation. They, we talk about 8.5% inflation, but 
And we're like, you know, maybe that sounds like a medium-sized number. But what that means is one month of everybody's paycheck is just evaporated due to inflation. That's what 8.5% inflation is. And that's 8.5% this year compounded on the 65 the year prior. So, you know, this is something that gets lost in the argument. The the reality is, since this country was run well, the inflation rate uh, under the Biden regime is up over 11% when you compound, you know, the way that they compound their their public sector pensions. When you do the same math, the one that no Republican could figure out in Illinois, it seems to be that since Joe Biden usurped the office, that this country has sustained over 11% inflation, and that's not including some housing costs, some some insurance costs, and some other things they like to leave out. I mean, I would be astonished if Democrats win outside of Democrat areas, but this is where your problem lies. You're in a heavily Democrat area that likes it and is not offended at all, although you, it looks like the stats are on your side, right? You think people who don't go to college are hardworking. Do you think they're bothered by the fact that uh, Chicagoland Democrats skipped in Congress skipped 183 votes? That, that right there, what do you mean you skipped it? And then that, that what about the ones he gives his proxy to? Oh, you vote for me. You dimwit in New Jersey. You cast the, the vote for Illinois. Isn't it the real problem is that the American citizen doesn't even understand what a Republican is? They don't even get it. Well, Sean, look, this is a, it's a Democrat-leaning district, but it's not solid Democrat. This is, has a six-point built-in advantage thanks to the gerrymandering from the State House in Springfield. Six-point advantage for the Democrats. But these are people who are hurting. Democrats are hurting the same as Republicans. There's a lot of disaffected Democrats out there that are looking for change. And with, you know, me on the ballot, retired naval officer, successful businessman, someone who is pragmatic, someone who is here to not be a bomb thrower, not be a name card, but someone who's here to actually build solutions for the people of this district, someone who cares about helping people here, helping our communities instead of building my own political career in Washington, D.C., which is what Raj is all about. You know, they're taking a solid look. And I think we're going to see some, you know, with this red wave coming across the country, I think we're going to see some some of these disaffected Democrats voting Republican for the first time this year. Well, you know that I truly hope you're correct. I want, Chris, I want you to win. Believe me when I do. But I'm also aware of what happens. There's a reason when I, when I start, I, I do call names and I do throw bombs. But they're bombs of truth mm-hmm. and they're names of accuracy in my mind. And that's how I see it. Because this, at this point, this failure isn't an accident. It isn't a happenstance. It is the weapon of choice of the collectivist. And what they understand is that when the people get so beaten down, there's a certain point when that welfare system starts to sound enticing, when you have had your opportunity seized from you due to political decisions, when your costs are parabolic, when your income is stagnant, and all of the things that happen when Democrats rule areas. People adapt to the low standards of living. You see it in the big city of Chicago. Once a great city, you and I both know it, now you wouldn't let your dog go through there without worrying about it. It's, it's, it's the character. It's the flaw of mankind. You can live under very, very poor circumstances. You just get used to it if you don't insist on climbing out of it. And I'm wondering if we're at that tipping point. I hope we're not, and I'm curious to know what your experience is when you door knock or when you talk to people who did vote for Raj. Because at the time that he won, you know, it's Illinois, Barack Obama. No one cared that Barack Obama was ruling over stagflation and feudalism. He won. The national debt doubled. To me, this is an easy case. You throw this guy out. However, what is your experience? Well, look, Sean, it's only been two years since we've had low inflation, we've had lower crime, we've had lower gas prices. So it's, it's a fairly recent memory for, for people and for the voters out in the district. And ultimately what it comes down to is 
you know, Raja and the rest of the Democrats, they just don't care. They don't care about the damage they're inflicting in our communities. And I, and I don't say that lightly. I say that because if they cared, they would actually have a solution. They would actually be proposing solutions to solve the problems they're creating. So, so people see that. They see that we have inflation. They see senior citizens having to choose between food and medicine, and they don't see the Democrats doing anything about it except for spending more and then hiring IRS agents to make sure that they get more squeezed out of the poor and the middle class. And these single mothers filling their gas tanks up halfway with gas so they can afford to put food on the table at the end of the day. And again, they don't see the Democrats proposing anything, whether it's nuclear power or gas or oil or anything, to get energy costs down. They don't see it until they know that the Democrats don't care. And that's what bothers them the most. And I will tell you, I do hear that from Democrats and independents when I'm knocking on doors. They are wondering, why do we have this absentee congressman who just simply doesn't care? He shows up. You know, six weeks before the election, all of a sudden they're like, oh, I, I just I just saw something last week. It's like and I tell them that he's been there six years and they're stunned <laughs> because yeah. they've never seen this guy. They haven't seen him because they don't watch MSNBC, I guess, because that's where he spends a lot of his time. And, you know, but ultimately, Chris, the Democrats in Washington don't care. And that's that message is resonating. Well, Chris, it's funny because the the Politburo in, in the Soviet Union, they didn't care either. And what the people are unaware of, or they're just too ignorant to look at it, the people who still would consider even voting for a Democrat. To me, Democrat is an admission that you're a mafia member, that you're part of that Politburo. And the, the, the problem that I have is at this level, in the year 2022, with the access to information we have, with the history we can refer to, with everything we know, all I hear are the same talking point BS. What I like about your candidacy is that you have been successful outside of government and the only way we are going to get successful is if the restraints are not put on the citizens where i am going to be extorted by a gestapo pretending to work for the irs who has already robbed me of 40 percent of my money i'm going to need the restraints put back on government so is this message selling to a state where the people don't want restraints on government they want the government to fix it do something and yada 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 they don't understand that the quality of their life would be much better if the government reverted back to the concept of what it is supposed to be as a republic, anemic, emaciated, able to say no. I cannot think in my adult lifetime, the last time I heard a politician say, no, we cannot do that. And that's a hard message. You're telling people the truth, and I can tell you from experience, that's only going to make you popular with a very small section of society. 95% of society want to believe they look good in those size 16 jeans. Well, look, I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, we don't have to say no because we have real problems up there and we actually have real solutions for people. You say no to to spending, sure, and reckless spending, special interest giveaways. I mean, we've spent over $4 trillion over the last two years. And I'll tell you what, when I'm knocking on doors and I ask people, are you feeling the benefit of that spending? They don't. They absolutely don't. So you might be saying no to special interest, but you're saying yes to the American people. You might be saying no to special interest, but you're saying yes to creating American jobs and getting us back to energy independence. And people respond to that. They do respond much better to a positive message. And luckily, that's exactly what the Republican Party and my campaign in particular has to offer. We have a very positive message about where we can take this district, where we can take this country, and how to solve the problems that we're facing right now. Caused, again, unfortunately, by the Democrat policies come out of Washington that Rogers voted for 100% of the time. I'm only seeing a few Republicans take um, aware or even be aware of the, the real angle. And I, when I say angle, I mean it because it's a principle that has been abandoned 
by the American Democrat. The American Democrat, for decades, was a citizen that did not support foreign intervention, foreign occupation, corrupt foreign policy. I think this is something that the Republicans of principle will focus on and maybe capitalize on. Are you seeing a window of opportunity there as well? You know, I I hope to see that because, unfortunately, what we've seen over the last couple of years has been our foreign policy become uh, subject to domestic politics, which is incredibly unhealthy and, frankly, just not good for this country. We've got a record number of veterans running this year, veterans such as myself, people that served the country before, people who understand that you need to put the needs of the country before the needs of party or your own personal, uh, you know, political aspirations. And if we can get more people in Congress with that mindset, with that mentality, hopefully we can, uh, frankly, rein in some of the uh, the wild swings in, in foreign policy and the, uh, you know, the attacks that we've seen in this regard. And, and, and rebuild the principles of a republic. Part of the reason I was always so... Um prideful of, an, of, a, of being an American is because it's based on a republic. And the belief structure is that we have 435 congressmen who are supposed to represent the nuances of the citizens in that district. Yet here we are listening to arguments over government collectivism versus what made America wealthy and strong and prosperous Americanism. And we're losing the argument from what I can see. I always think ultimately, look, I, I Time, unfortunately, is the enemy of all men, but eventually they can only lie for so long. A continuing resolution was passed in the dark of a hurricane, and nobody's talking about it. Have you been able to find out, as a congressional candidate, have you been able to find out anything that's in these continuing resolutions that pass due to the fact America has been bankrupted by the congressman? Have you heard anything on this last continuing resolution that passed four days ago that no one talks about? Yeah, I have not. Obviously, the news cycle has been dominated by Hurricane uh, by Hurricane Ian. But I will tell you, you know, federalism is, uh, as you were talking about, is one of the things that makes this country great. And the people of Illinois, we don't need the people of California or New York or Texas or Florida, for that matter, telling us how to govern ourselves. I think, you know, when we see craziness in California with them uh, basically banning internal combustion engines and forcing people to move to incredibly expensive electric vehicles, but on a grid that's not ready for it. This is a state that is telling people on one day, go buy an electric vehicle, and then they're telling them the next day, please don't charge your electric vehicle. We don't have enough electricity for it. I mean, it's, it's a, a crazy way to live, and if the people of California want to live that way, more power to them, but that's not something that we need to inflict on Illinois, and, uh, and that's exactly what the principles of federalism are all about, keeping some of that damage contained. And here's the other problem. Congress is paying for skewed science that supports their, their uh, overtake of the economy. So Congress has paid for this very specific, very flawed science without even listening to any kind of rebuttal, even though there has been um, documents that have been signed by climatologists, by scientists, by actual ones, in the, in the thousands, in the numbers of thousands. And we don't even hear that debate. We have a country now where the Congress people of a, of a country based in freedom are very comfortable with redacted, censored information. And the, the freedom of speech is under attack. Are you running on reestablishing these principles and putting, you know, I, I, I can't believe we're living in the year 2022 where the American Congress is willing to promote propaganda and willing to censor information. Are we going to reestablish the principles of this country if you're elected? Well, that's exactly my goal. Look, open communication and transparency in government and accountability is the key. Uh, it's, it's just the key to, to a good life here in America. You know, with regards to 
you know, you're talking about climate change just a moment ago. I mean, if the Democrats really cared about the environment and climate change, they would be talking about nuclear power. They would be talking about how natural gas has actually helped lower carbon emissions in this country for the last 15 years because it's replacing dirtier uh, energy sources like coal. But they don't talk about that because they're focused on special interests and they're focused on really hyper-politicalized, um, hyper-political uh, attacks on their opposition as opposed to doing things for the American people, as opposed to generating energy independence. We need to have an all-of-the-above strategy. Nuclear power, I was a nuclear engineer in the Navy. It's safe, it's scalable, it's reliable. But they're putting all the eggs in the, the wind and solar basket, which frankly is not enough to power our future, not enough to lower energy costs, and not enough to get us where we want to go with a clean, safe environment. So you know, Republicans have a plan, all of the above, to help us safely transition, but also to bring more energy sources to the table so we can not only help ourselves, but we can help our allies like Germany so they're not held hostage by you yeah. know, bad actors like Russia. Yeah. Well, and then here's the other thing. I'd like to know what the economic ramifications are of blowing up gas depots, oil refineries, and pretty much every other thing as we just continue to send weapons and then uh, blame a, a, a Mustang 5.0 and some kid just racing to see his girlfriend. So I think we need a little perspective, and I'm hoping that the people of Illinois see that the only way that can happen is if they elect Chris Dargis. I hope you do very, very well. And... um I really do hope you win. Thanks so much, son. You know, we're working hard. We're out in the district every single day. If people want to learn more or contribute to the cause, they can go to votedargus.com. And uh, certainly we welcome support from everybody, Republicans, independents, and those disaffected Democrats that know that we need change this year in Washington, D.C. D-A-R-G-I-S. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. I think when you lay out the reality of where... Oh, I like this song. Nice going, kid. Nice going, squirrel. Make me feel a little better. Uh, I think when you lay out the reality of what is happening to the society, as we are becoming more and more like European socialist serfs, I think there, I'm hoping there will be a pushback. The problem is when you have these hardcore Democrat hellholes, people just adjust down. And I don't think running on a better version of bad is going to win. So I like when a guy comes out of the private sector and says the answer is to privatize life again. See, because government life only works out well for the government people. Not for the citizens who pay for it all. This is something that we are having a hard time communicating, and I don't know why. Bob in Buffalo Grove may have an idea. Hi, Bob. Uh, how are you doing, uh, Sean? Wonderful. Uh, thanks for taking the call, and I hope you're doing well in um, Naples. No, I'm here. Uh, I'm here. Up. I flew back uh, today, and I went through $8.5 billion of terribleness mm-hmm. called O'Hare Airport. Can you believe that the people paid $8.5 billion dollars? Where's the money? There's not a straight mm-hmm. board in that whole damn airport. It's a disgrace. It smells like a bathroom. It's unbelievable. But go ahead. Um, let me just uh, opine on, uh, and thank you for having Chris Dargis on in the 8th. Um, yeah. Give you a bit of history. Uh, I wish I could vote for him. But get this. Um, for the past decade, I have been in the 8th. 
back in 2010, the um, the district was gerrymandered to uh, make sure that uh, Tammy Duckworth uh, got in, and then she got bumped up uh, to the Senate, and uh, then uh, Raja took over the seat. Well, that's what but a mafia in- does. They position their family members to take over and legitimize the business. You know what I mean? Okay, now, yeah. now with the, the latest round of gerrymandering, you won't believe this. I'm now in the fifth, <laughs> and I'm actually in the district that goes all the way into the city, and uh, your co- uh, co-host or your co- uh, person, um, Amy, uh, in the in the uh, lakefront, she's actually in the same district I am. Well, this is yeah. something that we've experienced though for decades. I mean, you had to see Elmwood it's Park. A joke. I had I had Louis Gutierrez. I used to call his cousin Chewy up and try to complain mm-hmm. that he office, and they would laugh at you because that's how you neuter opposition. It's really quite brilliant when you think of it from the position of a yard gnome, short in the pants Irish mafia member like Mike Madigan. Which, by the way, Chris Welch is just Mike Madigan's hand puppet. So it's mm-hmm. brilliant. To see how they have neutered the the pushback against the mafia in Illinois. And that's why when I do these interviews, I mean, obviously, listen, Chris Dargis should be the congressman. Of course, we should have a lot of things different here. The people, unfortunately, all they know is that Raja was Barack Obama's lapdog. And this guy misses, the the Illinois Democrat congressman missed 183 votes in in, in a crisis time. And you you mean to tell me there's an excuse for that? COVID, they used as an excuse to sit on their ass. The only thing that Raja did that's impressive is that he doesn't look like Pritzker. Aside from that, he's the same mafia member. And all of those self-loathing Mercedes Marxists with the dollhouse third wife, they don't care. They just don't want to get audited. So they cut their guy in. He makes a phone call. A wave of protection goes over his guys. And this is how you collapse a once great society. I hope so. But there's another thing. You can always move across the street. I'm sure you're in another district, right? No, I'm in the fifth right now. No, I know. I'm uh, saying I'm sure if you move. How many How many Buffalo Groves cut up oh, into three got, different? Well, that, well, then if I move, uh, move up just uh, not across the street, but into Lake County, then I'm in uh, the tent yeah. with uh, Snyder. You know what you should do? You should see what happens. If Wisconsin is stupid enough to put in this this Mandela communist barns, and if they aren't, you know, you go up there. I think you're going to have a congressman yeah. with Snickers in his beard. Thank you very much, Bob. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. And uh, let's go to Mandela Barnes. Did you? Did I play this yesterday? I don't think I did. I did. I did. All right. Let's play it again. But do you agree um, that uh, police budgets sh- should be maybe completely done away with or um, or defunded? Not completely done away with. We need to invest more in neighborhood services and programming. For- yeah, that's what you need. Like, like Chicago, invest more in neighborhood services. Uh, you, you too could build a uh, what is it, one hundred twenty million dollar pretend high school, where the citizens will go from twenty nine thousand dollars a year to pretend kids go to school, where you money launder to the teachers union, which continues to deliver the vote for the Democrats, or you could keep Ron Johnson in, and you could throw out that uh, Orville Redenbacher meth addict you have for a governor. What's his name? Evers, he's a good-looking fellow. And in the meantime, you're always going to get good excuses when you have Democrats. Let's focus on the upside. I like to hear some of their excuses. Let's go with this one. One last question for me. Um, you mentioned the president will be meeting with Governor DeSantis tomorrow as part of his 
uh, trip to Florida. They've met in person in the past when he was visiting Surfside as well. Both of those conversations were above politics, focused on the, the tragedies at hand. But I'm wondering if... President- you know, can I say something about above politics? The coast, which was devastated, now has electricity in five days. Joe Biden specifically did not go yesterday, did not go today. He's going to go tomorrow. Is, is there anybody that doesn't think this is strictly so that this feeble fascist fraud can look for just five minutes like a man who is in control of the situation? He is he's doing nothing. He's not required to go there. This is what Democrats do. It's a stunt. And we'll look for an opportunity behind the scenes privately tomorrow to speak with Governor DeSantis about some of his concerns about his actions as it relates to uh, uh, flying migrants into other jurisdictions. So, you know, obviously the president laid out his concerns. You don't think Joe Biden can speak privately, do you? You think Joe Biden could sit in a room and have a conversation like a man? You see what happens when he's done reading off of the teleprompter that's four inches from his face, don't you? He can't figure out how to get off a stage. You think he's going to have a conversation? You think he has the grasp, the gravitas to understand exactly what is happening here? I don't think so. Which is why, when asked about the future for the Botox-injected Joe Biden. Did the president tell Al Sharpton he's running? (laughs) You love asking me, Sebastian. You love asking me about 2024. Now, you hear why she's laughing here? About 2024? Because she knows, and this uncomfortable, nervous laugh is an admission Joe Biden isn't the president now. He isn't capable of doing anything. He is propped up. He's given B12, Viagra, Starbucks right through the vein. He has his son Hunter tie off the rubber band. He knows where to hit it. And this is what happens. Here's what I, I will say. Uh, <laughs> the laughter is because she's shocked. He still opens his eyes every morning. This isn't a man capable of doing anything. 2024, you might as well ask, is he going to run in 2042? I know you want a clear answer. I know, we, but he's... Laugh it Al, Al Sharpton says it. It's, it's you know... Uh, look. Now, right, she gets to make fun of Al Sharpton. Everybody knows that Al Sharpton is a, is a, is a fraud. Reverend from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion, like Jesse Jackson. How you doing, kid, driving around in the Escalade? How about your son, Useless? And his Budweiser, this, yeah, they're reverend. They're holy men, like Father Flager. She knows it's a joke. She couldn't even contain it. It's almost fun to, to hear it. Look, um, I, <laughs> I, you it know, it's so funny. You always ask me about 2024. Um, so here's what I can say. And the president has said this himself. He intends to run. <laughs> he intends on running. The View even had fun with this idiot. Yesterday, the White House addressed a gaffe from President Biden at a conference on hunger, nutrition and health, where he asked for a representative who died in a car accident last month. Take a look. I want to thank all of you here. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Don't Don't go off the script. Hey, stupid. We put it four inches from your face. Just read the big letters. Read them, you idiot. I didn't think she was was going to be here. The president appeared to look around the room. for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month, he seemed to indicate she might be in the room. Of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He said, Jackie, are you... Now, now, that is the equivalent of Bill Clinton saying, I was helping Monica Lewinsky with algebra. 
that's what I was doing. I was helping her with algebra. And in the meantime, this is acceptable. Here, where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. The confusing part is... I mean, do you know how stupid you have to be to, to buy that? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I believe him. Only when he talks about Hillary. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. WGN, Chicago voted the number one big city in America. <laughs> Who are the voters? Uh-huh. I, You know, I think the problem is right before... I had the, the, the wonderful overqualified candidate, the guy that could really change things. And for congressman, I read that. And then you have to do an interview with a guy who should be congressman. And you've got a guy sitting there that should be run out of town on a rail, should be laughed at, ostracized. Raja! The debt has almost doubled in six fracking years. The Congress is the one that spends the money. They're the ones with oversight. What oversight? They're all inside trading. They're all front-running policies. They're all multi-multi-millionaires. That's how you know you get normal. The corruption becomes normal. And the mere declaration of somebody saying, I'm a Democrat, you're admitting you're in on it, or you want to be. I mean, everybody has to know what's going on, right? Doesn't everybody have to know? Wes on the Northwest side. Hey, Sean. Love you, love your show. Oh, thank you. I, uh... I got a funny article here that I, I pulled up. I mean, it's not funny, but it says CPS to teach 8th and 10th graders about John Berg's legacy. So now, recently, we've been in the news about Watts and eight more cases dismissed, which total over 200, which is double what Berg did. I, when are they going to introduce the curriculum at CPS schools? Uh, well, you know, here's a funny thing that came out. I was reading this in Wirepoints, I think it was. 11%. 11% of kids in Chicago public schools can read at level. Now, just that, the way in which that article, which is, which is right, it tells you what it should say is 89% of the kids that the citizens are paying $29,000 a year to pretend they go to school, 89%, 9 out of 10, cannot read to grade level. So when you say yeah. they're going to, listen, you're not going to educate them. These kids are never going to be educated. You're going to give them talking points. This is what these teachers do. They stand right. and they talk. They don't teach the kid how to think. They tell them <laughs> what to think. And you know what? Here's the good news. The kids don't pay attention. They don't pay attention. They're interested on in getting a bail bondsman. At least that was before the Safety Act. Now they don't even have to yeah. worry about that. Because I got a story yeah, here. A guy was arrested 15 times. Same guy. 15 felonies. Yeah, but it continues to propagate the whole idea, white cop, bad cop. And it, it sells, baby. It sells. It's a yeah. hot topic. It sells. And maybe, maybe, maybe the people of all races will start to figure out, why is, why is this area where the Democrats in charge, why does it suck? And I just look at all these other areas where the Republicans in our charge, they're hit with hurricanes, and they're rebuilding in days. Why? What's the difference? And then maybe, maybe some of them will figure it out. I'm optimistic. Thank you very much, Wes, for the call. There's always optimism. And in the meantime, how long, I mean this, how long can these people put up with this kind of nonsense, this kind of absolute and total ridiculousness?
as we conveyed to the governor, I'm ready to deploy and expedite more resources from the Department of Energy and other federal agencies, not just, I don't usually talk this fast. You don't usually talk. It must have really went a little heavy on the, on the caffeine and the B12. You've got to watch what you give this guy. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So it's a lot more nuance. No, only the good stuff. Then we put his name on it. The bad stuff, we say it's a Republican or Donald Trump's fault. Or January 6th. January 6th. January 6th. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without My me. My next guest has been seen on Fox News, Fox Business, see him in the Wall Street Journal, National Review, CNBC, I mean, you name it. He's been everywhere. This is his favorite spot, though. EJN, Tony, how are you? He's also at the Center for Data Analysis at the Heritage Foundation. How are you, EJ? Sean, I'm hanging in. How are you doing? Good, good. But, you know, I'm focusing on how this kind of... uh, political climate affects the people who can least afford it, right? Because the dream of America is that you could start from anywhere, but you could go, you could also go anywhere, depending on what you do. But the reality is when the political climate is stacked against you in such a way, it, it, it's tremendously hard for the people who are of no means or little means or working their way out of poverty. But this kind of corruption, this kind of climate, is very good for the people who are already oligarchs. And this is the part I have a problem with. And your article today, or today, I think you dropped it. Did you drop it today or yesterday? I've been out of pocket on some information. But I saw the article today on America's housing market. Where do you think it's going to go? And, you know, this is my business. And people don't realize just in the shortest period of time what has happened. So a 30-year mortgage on $250,000 at 4%. Your total interest paid at the term of 30 years is like one hundred and seventy-three grand. That's what the VIG is on the interest. But when they raise it to where it is today, 7%, that's $324,000 that the the same loan costs you. This has happened within a year. It's happened within six months. And that is destructive for people trying to climb out of poverty. And these, ironically, are the same people who welcome the policies of the Democrat mafia. How in the world can we change it? Oh wow, that's a great question. Uh, but actually, using using that interest rate example, I mean, it's really even worse than than starting at four percent because we started uh, down at right. almost two percent. Right. So some some people's rates have have almost tripled. In fact, if you were one of the poor suckers that got one in one of those uh, two twenty eight variable rate mortgages, I mean, your payments are about to go through the roof. And I I don't know how you keep your home in in those kinds of instances. But I mean, in terms of how we how we change this? How how do we turn this big battleship around? That's a really really good question. And other other than educating our our fellow Americans, I'm really not sure how we do it. If you said, you know, this is what I tried to do. I was filling in for Steve Cortez, and I you know I knew what would happen if you put this imbecile 
It's, it's this moron in charge of things. But the reality is, if you could just tell a, a, a person who would vote for a Democrat, if you buy your house now, and when, when Donald Trump was in office, you bought it in the last year, the total that that house will cost you will be $300,000 less than if you buy it when this idiot's in charge. I mean, isn't that as simple as you can explain it? Almost a CPS student could figure that out. Almost, almost, but let's not give them too much credit. Uh, I, I do think I do think at the end of the day, you know, it goes back to that old, it's the economy, stupid. At the end of the day, people may not understand exactly why things are happening, but they you can't escape the fact that they are in fact happening. And when the common man can't afford groceries, when he can't afford gasoline, when he can't afford a home, when he can't afford, afford to put clothes on his back, at some point, People get it, and they realize that, you know what, the people in power have screwed up, and they've screwed up royally. I had a really nice guy on. He's running against a very popular Democrat. And, you know, I kept saying to to him in the beginning, you know, since the guy was elected as a congressman, the national debt went from $18 trillion to $31 trillion, nearly doubled. But the payment on the debt, has gone from $365 billion to a trillion. And yet, these imbeciles in this district, because Raja gets kissed or kisses the right ass of Barack Obama, they'll elect this moron Democrat. Or they, he, he he's, at least stands a very, very, very good chance. But it's that simple. Look at the bottom line. There is no one that should vote for a Democrat except the banks, the oil companies and the conglomerates who already have used and bought lobbyists to assure the monopoly as they have been able to transition into the alternative options and they just keep doubling down. The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer, but the poor keep voting for the people who are making them bankrupt. Yeah, it's amazing how one of the groups that is doing very, very well right now are the big financial institutions that are using what they call reverse repurchase agreements, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, but for your for your audience's sake, this is basically a way for these these institutions, which in, with incredibly large amounts of cash, we're talking two and a half trillion dollars. That's more than what gets exchanged on the New York Stock Exchange every day. Two and a half trillion dollars gets parked at the Fed every single night and earns interest risk free (laughs) and every time they hike rates which don't get me wrong they should be doing because we need to wring the inflation out of the system but while they're conducting this this massive amount of reverse repos that's allowing these these banks and and even some insurance companies whatever the case may be just massive incredible profits for nothing just massive just massive profits and you know it's funny i have i'm reading the article uh i found it in zero hedge about the u.n and the U.N. wants to reverse rate hikes, but they want to price cap all essential goods and all essential housing. And they're going to double down on stupid. The banks will make more money because obviously it's not going to work. The price fixes will just massively drive up the price and, and, and make those, those very items that they're pretending to help very, very costly and very hard to get. And now it's supported by the entire U.N. So how much longer before that affects this imbecile? and his oligarch-run system, where they're loving this kind of failure because they're making untold trillions. And at this point, that's the kind of money they're making. They're making trillions on this idiot. Right, and, and we, should, we should always ask ourselves, whenever we hear these, these crazy ideas, 
who is it actually coming from? And as you said, it's coming from the UN. And then the next question we need to ask ourselves is, has that institution ever, ever had a good idea? <laughs> Have they ever had a proposal that worked? And the answer is no. And so there's no reason. And we're talking about when, when they speak on things in their field, they have no idea what they're talking about. Why on earth would we expect them to know anything about anything else? I mean, this is like someone who, who is supposedly a, a professional at playing chess, and they can't even beat your average high school student, but then they're going, going to opine on uh, biochemistry. Yeah. Why on earth would you listen to someone like that? And it's, you know, I'm actually, it's funny you bring this up. I'm writing a piece on, on that exact proposal from the UN right now, and, and they, are, they are trying to square that circle of we, we spent, we borrowed, and we printed trillions and trillions of dollars, and now we don't want to deal with the ramifications of that, which is going to be a global recession. You can't do that without any negative consequences. You know, you know the fix is very, is very simple. The fix is the way in which all men and women who build wealth uh, uh, subscribe to leveraged debt. It's very simple. You cannot have leveraged debt. If you do not know what the fixed costs are, we can fix costs on virtually everything from a car to a business, to a home, to a commercial investment, whatever it is. We can fix that. We know that we have that decision. The only thing that the people are subjected to that can never be fixed is the manipulation of the interest rate by the very people who are bankrupting your nation. Until that is fixed, you are never going to get off this merry-go-round of failure and carnage yet. The Democrats and the Republicans and all the people who are even running for office, what do you think the percentage is that can even understand that conversation we just had? Oh, incredibly low. And that, that really is an indictment. I don't know if it's so much of an indictment of our fellow Americans as it is the American educational establishment, which if you were trying to purposely dumb down a population, I'm not sure what we would have done differently over the last 20 or 30 years. It's that bad. And what's really amazing also is, is what, what short-term memory loss people have. I mean, the public is almost as bad as the president in that regard. It was not <laughs> that long ago that we had a financial crisis, that we had a mortgage crisis that was all built on excessively low rates for too long to finance government deficits, which then ultimately all had to be brought to a, to a slamming, screeching halt by higher interest rates. And what happened? A bunch of Americans who were suckered in to low-rate loans bought houses they couldn't afford with these massive mortgages. And then what happened? The housing market started to collapse. It's already going down now. And if it continues, which it looks like it will as the Fed keeps hiking rates, people are going to be underwater on their mortgages just like they were not much not much more than 10 years ago people will so that Go failure ahead. that failure that is happening across the world that we're, we're we're really on high ground we're immune to it but that the reason the UN is doing what it's doing is because their countries are plummeted into a depression that they're unwilling to admit to so this is actually their idea of hurry up let's look busy and pretend to fix it even though we know we're going to break it more this will buy some time and I'm wondering, um, Americans can change all of that in less than 30 days. Well, 30, 32 days, right? 34 days, whatever it is. 
do you think that that message is even, I don't even hear it articulated. And now granted, I was involved in a hurricane. I didn't listen to much over these last 72 hours. However, unless something drastically changed, I don't hear even the Republican side, which I don't know who represents it anymore, as they're the two dumbest American politicians on the Republican side, Kevin McCarthy and old lady face Mitch. They don't even talk about this stuff anymore. How could this be? We're at the most opportune time to go back to fiscal responsibility, small government principles, and correct the the, the ship the way you say, right the the course. And they don't want to talk about the remedies. No, it it really feels like Republicans today are just Democrats going the speed limit. And I I I hope that's not the case, but that's that's certainly the way it feels to me. I saw Kevin McCarthy's speech where he's going to do a contract with it. It was like watching uh, uh, KJP, the spokes idiot for Biden. It was just minutes of nonsense and wind and nothingness. How is it that we have a political system where no matter who wins or lose loses, the same morons are in charge of the party system? Now, you mean to tell me we can't come up with a new congressman? That's a hell of a lot smarter than this moron from California or this corrupt imbecile married to the Chinese shipping heiress. I mean, you know, I, I had a caller in. He goes, you know, you're loud. You call people names. How in the world can you not when we're supposed to get used to this kind of nonsense? You know what? I, I think it's really, really hard, though. We, we probably underestimate just how difficult it is to convince an honest patriot to take a job in which they will in no way be able to ingratiate themselves. Cause remember we're talking about an honest person, not someone who's going to get rich on graft and fraud, you know, and are you willing to take the kind of beating from the media and your fellows who themselves are going to be corrupt and will not live up to your ideals and your standards and will hate you for making them look bad. Do you really want to take that kind of abuse? I, I think it's a special kind of person that is not oh, only willing it to take that but then also on top of that is also competent the kind of person who knows these issues inside and out and knows how to deal with them it's you know what it is it's coddling and catering to the incompetent to the weak that's what we've been doing since i was a kid i'll never forget that when i was a kid they didn't commingle morons with the other kids they didn't do it. If you were a moron, you would get threatened by your teacher. And I, listen, I faced that threat. I would have my, my uh, algebra teacher. What are, you, what are you, stupid? You want to go sit with the dummies? They don't do that anymore. They make the dem- dummies sit in the regular class, and they put them up front as if they're special. And this is the collapse of a society because I don't even hear the right answers from what is supposed to be the opposition. That's the part that's nauseating. And I'm wondering, Trump captured a lot of those people who wanted the common common sense answers. However, when he was in... He didn't do it permanently. He didn't even do it efficiently. He did some things great. But notice like the tax breaks. Notice how they sunset them. Why? Why Why do they sunset them? You have the Congress. You have the Senate. You have the White House. Why would you sunset them? Make them permanent. And is it just cowardice? And the only way you're going to get elected is by not telling the truth? And you have to keep telling people you're pretty and, yes, that size 16 looks nice on you? Well, in terms of the uh, the Trump tax cuts, un- unfortunately, even though they did have marginal control in the Senate, it wasn't a filibuster-proof majority. So the only way 
to get those tax cuts through was to use the reconciliation pro- process, which meant it had to be budget oh. neutral according to the CBO. And everyone knows they're full of you know what. Yeah. But it had to be budget neutral. So that meant that some of the tax provisions could not last all 10 years because the CBO was scoring it as a tremendous uh, cost to the government, which now we know that that actually wasn't even the case. Their projections were dead wrong, as they usually are. But, you know, that being said, I, I think you're right that that Trump really uh, hit the nail on the head when he asked simple questions that you and I ask around our, our kitchen table, but that you can't actually ask in polite society for, for whatever reason, because of you know the rules that the liberals have made up that for some reason, a lot of politicians, both on the left and the right, decide to play by. And, and Trump was willing to be a disruptor. He was willing to walk in the room and say, hey, why um, why do we have NATO? Right. Their whole purpose yeah, was three. Things, that was to great. The U.S. to keep the U.S. in Europe, Russia out and Germany down. Germany has two nuclear neighbors, France and Britain. That has been the solution there. The USSR doesn't even exist anymore. And what good has it done keeping us in Europe? So do we really need NATO? And maybe we do, but that's a question that should be asked and answered. And the other thing that I think is always, always quite fascinating to me is if a country cannot exist without printing up more money every 45 days, then that country is bankrupt. That is this country. That is the way it has been running for the last 12 years. And these people who are running for office, whether they be good, Republican, Democrat, not Democrat, they avoid the obvious truth it's an ugly truth but you are not going to fix it without correcting the ugly truth and the idea that they're going to use a hurricane as cover as they cram through a continuing resolution and i can't find anybody that's even looked at what's in it no no one has no no one reads in in this town i mean washington dc could literally be replaced the citizens thereof that is could be replaced by the most illiterate morons in the country. And I say that with all due respect, of course. You're only talking about Democrats. Go ahead. Well, the fact of the matter is the number of bills that are actually read in this town wouldn't change. Because, as you said, no one actually reads these things. They just ram them through. And and you're right. The United States is bankrupt. They, to, to put that in context, the, the country is so bankrupt that if it were a private business, there'd be a, a fire there on Saturday morning. <laughs> yes, yes. Everybody who likes a good breakfast place knows exactly what you speak of. And the difference is there is no insurance for what these pol- political whores and pimps have done to this country. There is no way out. In fact, what they're going to do is what the U.N. is doing. And that's just to double down, lie to the people, pretend you're helping them and continue on the merry-go-round of failure and surf them. And we need to get off of it. But we're going to need to have some system where the people we're putting up for change can articulate that. And are not afraid of it, because as it sits right now, I have seen no one that wants to talk about it unless they've already been elected and they have a habit of talking about it. That's that very small group of people from Massey to Paul and the rest of it. I don't see hardly anybody talk about the hard, ugly truths that if a country has to exist on continuing printing money, I don't care what they pretend to do with the interest rate, what they're doing on the on all the other stuff, the shenanigans they're making money on. The simple fact is it is is bankrupt. Absolutely. I mean, we are, if, again, to to use another analogy, imagine you're a homeowner and you're underwater on your mortgage, which, again, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to be very soon if they aren't already. If the United States was a homeowner who was this bankrupt, this underwater on their mortgage, 
it would feel like Ted Kennedy drove you home. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're going to end on a high note. EJ and Tony, that's why I read your stuff. That's how you write. And I'm interested. You have to do me a favor. Get your hands on what they passed while the hurricane was destroying my lanai. And please let me know what you can find in it because you're the only kind of guy that's going to do it. It's only a small percentage of people who understand the, gravita- the gravity of the, of, of the failure politically that this country has made normal as we continue to elect different crooks, same ties, same schemes, same bank account. I appreciate you very much. EJ and Tony Heritage, thank you. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Kamala Harris did. Hey, dummy, what did you do, dummy? U.S. and South Korea, now we're firing missiles. Trump had that all calmed down. He had Kim Jong-un, the only fat guy in all of North Korea. He had him happy. I don't know if he was sending hookers there. I don't know what was going on. He didn't hear a word of that fat guy. Now, Kamala Harris goes to the DMZ, doesn't know what direction to look in, thinks we're friends with Kim Jong-un. Next thing I know, we're firing missiles. I tell you what, if you can't use those skills that got you all those promotions... To calm world peace down, what good are you? Where is she? Let's go to the genius. Telescopes. You can you hear? And the image. You know, with with her clothes on, she's absolutely useless. I can't get over that this woman is is the vice president. I mean, you were just there. What did you do, you big dummy? Hmm. Yeah, she's posing for pictures, but she has her clothes on. <coughs> I mean, she just made things worse, and then she tried to talk philosophy. It is our um, lowest-income communities and our communities of color uh-huh. that are most impacted. Not if North Korea hits us with a nuke, dummy. Everybody's impacted. I mean, can you believe the predicament we're in? The year 2022, we're all so sophisticated. This is very cosmopolitan. Everything's great. I thought we were going to be like the Jetsons with the flying cars. No, that's not going to happen. A lot of this nonsense, huh? Jim Palos. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. You making a right or a left? I'm uh, making a left. All right. Got to be careful where hey, you're doing. If I you're behind somebody... the Prius, it's going to take a long time. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, uh, I heard somebody refer to Washington, D.C. as the District of Criminals. Oh, what do I you like think it. of that? I don't know. My brain works with all kinds of swear words, but I like it. I like it. It's not bad. And it's provable. And, you know, it's funny, uh, Jim, I had a caller that hung up, and he said, you know, the problem is the Republicans aren't carrying the message. And I said, what's the message? Now, I'm going to ask you, you seem like a guy that pays attention to politics. Obviously, you're listening to a political talk show. Can you tell me what the overarching message is of the American Republican Party? What is the message? Go ahead. Take as much time as you need. Let's take over, but let's do it by voting. <laughs> yeah, right. We we're gonna violence. we're gonna bankrupt you in a much more sophisticated way. And by the way, Brooks Brothers looks better on the crook rather than off the rack stuff that uh, Joe Biden buys that shark wear. Thank you very much. 
There is no message. And in there lies the problem. What is the message of the Republican Party? Huh. You know, the problem is I, uh, I now know what it's like to have a good representative. And once you live through having a good representative, you're, you really don't want to tolerate any other bulldog. You can't tolerate the scum that Illinois Republicans produce on a on a obvious regular basis. The kind of scallywags like Adam Kinzinger, also known as Liz Cheney's rash. You can't tolerate the kind of failure, legacy failure, that Illinois has produced as Republicans. Whether it's Durkin, Brady, or Thompson. Pick a self-enriching, low-life piece of garbage. You can't tolerate that. And you know why? I have a good representative. The purpose of the HRES is quite simple, to get information from the president with respect to the business dealings of his son. Now, the president has told us time and time again, frankly, it's a lie, but the president has told us time and time again that he has no idea what his son is actually doing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we all know that is the dumbest thing we've all heard. I have three sons. I've been away from my sons for 10 days, but trust me, I know exactly what they're doing. It doesn't take me long to pick up a phone and ask or to find out. The president knows what his son is engaged in. What his son is primarily being engaged in is a, is a mineral called cobalt. Let's educate the committee on cobalt. Now, this is a congressman. This is a congressman who, on his own investigation, has figured out the new way in which the Biden crime family, the syndicate, the Don, short in the pants though he be, is going to make money in the future. Cobalt is a mineral, a metal that is essential in the manufacturing of electric vehicles. Cobalt is one of the most important components of electric car batteries, solar panels, and other renewable energy sources. Huh. Boy, that explains. It's like the, it's like the Baltic pipeline. Good timing. This is all very good timing. A Tesla long-range vehicle requires 10 pounds of cobalt, more than 400 times the amount of cobalt needed in a cell phone. Huh. That seems like a lot. Cobalt. You got any cobalt, squirrel? No? Just got that haircut and the beard? All right. Two-thirds of the world's cobalt production comes from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Hunter Biden has been heavily involved in the 2016 sale of a cobalt mine in the Democratic Republic of the Congo to a company that is a Chinese company. He was very involved. The New York Times. Wow. Hey, did you hear about January 6th and that uh, Oath Keeper? That's, that's got all the news. All the news. See, this is treason committed by the so-called president's son. This is treason. And this is prima facie evidence of open and notorious bribery by a foreign government to the president. Bribery! Did you hear about the Oath Keepers? Oh, it's fascinating. Did you know that Vladimir Putin blew up his own, his own, uh, his own pipelines? Sure, he just spent billions of dollars, but he wanted to use pollution as a weapon. Hmm. Cobalt, huh? is reported on his level of involvement. So do you mean to tell me that Joe Biden, who was then was a former vice president of the United States, then candidate for the presidency of the United States, now president of the United States, had no idea that his son was engaged in the sale of a cobalt mine to a Chinese company at the same time when the centerpiece of Joe Biden's energy policy is electric cars in the United States and more green technology? You know when that was done? Same day 
a hurricane was attacking his district. He wasn't using it as an opportunity to stuff pork in a bill so he could bribe a construction company, go sit at Tom's Steakhouse with his big fat ass and pretend to be a man. He was fighting for the constituents and for the betterment of America. That is a representative. His name is Byron Donalds. And I only hope I live long enough to vote for him for president. Because that's a man. That's somebody of integrity. That's somebody who doesn't want to take and accept open and notorious corruption as politics. Because it isn't. It's the way you lose a country. 312-642-5600. It's a man, baby. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel it's fine. The end of the world as I do we know feel it. fine. Do you feel fine? It's the you know why? Tan. Fixes everything. Tan. You only had hairless cleavage. I'd show you my tan line. Mark Wyermiller. Hey, Mark Wyermiller, man on the street here. A quick comment about. Oh, Sean I hate Kasten the running. I hate the double introduction. Go ahead. Okay, I know, I know. Uh, we'll talk about it at, uh, when I see you at Freedom Summit. But uh, Sean Caston running for a Congress in the sixth district, current congressman. Four years ago, in a debate with Peter Roskam. He said abortion was like having gallbladder surgery. And I I just can't believe whether you're pro-choice or pro-life for him to just say that. I'm just shocked by that. Well, you get you. I'm going to I'm going to give you a homework assignment because you declare yourself to be the man on the street. I want you to find out for me how many kids in Sean Caston's district have died because of drug overdoses. I also would like you to find out how many kids and and, and adults have committed suicide in Sean Caston's district since he's been governor or I mean a, a congressman. And I'd like to know what he's done to assist those people secure the border solve the drug problem and also somehow rationalize the act of fascism and the wave of depression it's done through this country of course he is a fascist himself i'd like to know what he's done to help the very constituents who are wallowing in the feudalism of the economics of the democrat mafia and suffering so much so that the kids are dying and people are killing themselves see if he has an answer for that or if you could find out the percentage of investments he has in green alternative energy eco-Nazism, I'd be interested in all three of those. Can you work on that? Yeah, you don't like I'm having a job. Look into it. You if gave you're yourself for me, a I'll job, now do some work. Don, Chicago. Yeah, you were talking about the cobalt thing with Biden's son. Yep. I'll bet any money, if there's a conspiracy theory here, two things I just want to quickly say. One, uh, the fact that we owe China so much money, they buy 70% of our debt when we sell bonds. Maybe this is a way Biden's telling him, hey, I don't know. I, I wish that I, I'm going to tell you something, Don. I wish that were true. What you just said, that's not true. The, China owns a very, very, very small portion of our debt. What we do is we front hedge funds that, ironically, are also invested in China. We front them to act as if they were interested in our debt. So we're front running. We're, we're, we're actually extorting purchases, and that's of the debt we're not buying with phony money. So there is no buyer for our debt. There is an agreement of corruption. I mean, well, I, I, China is guilty of a lot years. of things, but they're just laughing at this point at how stupid we are that we keep electing, oh, I get that. That we keep electing uh-huh. their assets. Joe Biden is an asset oh. of the Chinese Communist Party. I, I agree with you on that, but the last 
bond auction we had, $21 billion worth, China did buy 70% of it. Yeah, but, I mean, you're talking, I, I, I'm going to look it up, but I, it's also small ball, $21 billion. We were $31 trillion. We crossed the threshold today. Right. I mean, they, they, well, what, what do they own? The- I think they own $1.3 trillion. Russia, Russia I, I, owns more. I think some of the primary dealers have told me, though, that it's become common where China's buying more and more of our debt. So maybe this is you know the sad part? Them back. Your Who gr- knows? I don't know how old you are, but your great-great-great-grandkids are the ones that are really buying it. Thank you, Don. I appreciate the call, brother. David Lansing. Hey, Sean, you know, you're talking about uh, how, how the price of uh, fossil fuels are being manipulated up and everything because they want us off of this. You know, two sentences for the simple-minded Democrats out there. There are people seeding clouds. When clouds are affected, the temperature changes. When the temperature changes, they're making climate change. So how are we responsible for their man-made climate change. Well, let's not help them. Let's not help them. I want you to stop using the term fossil fuel. There is no dino soup. It is abiotic. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, David. Fossil fuel. You know, that's how you could tell how stupid everyone is. Or the dinosaur laid down by the plants, and it made this stew. We tap into it, and then it's going to be gone in 35 years, like that moron, morphodite, rat bastard peanut farmer said. It was back in the 70s. How'd you work out there, Jimmy? Wrong! Moron. Moron. Fossil fuel. Dino stew. Bill LaSalle. Hey, Sean, I didn't hear you talk about it, but did you see the NPR story in the news that Planned Parenthood of Illinois is now going to have a mobile clinic? Oh, I like will it. Eventually do eventually do abortions yeah. in the rolling bus. I tell so you just what. Think about when that sucker, I'm sorry, just think about when that sucker pulls up to your local school district. Yeah, why not? Why don't we give the gangster disciples jobs? We can actually hand them the hatchets so we can kill, they can kill your kids inside or outside of the womb. It'll be like a whole advertisement. After all, it's the only industry in this sewer that makes any money outside of the phony lawyer scams where Madigan's firm represents 60% of a uh, Corporations to lower property taxes. I like it. We will kill your baby inside or outside. Chirac voted number one best city in all of America by a group of morons. You believe this? Got any Lori Lightfoot clips? Nah, let's save the people. Just picture Jiminy Cricket hopped up on Red Bull and Viagra, even though she doesn't have the genitalia for it. And there's Lori Lightfoot's voice. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.